Hey, what's up? Welcome back to Afterburn After Hours, and we are here with Sam, Allie, and Will. Welcome, guys. How hello. are you doing? Hi. Hello, everyone. I think we're going to... Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a good hello. Hello, everyone. All right. So we're going to do a mini-sode, and that's what we decided to call it. And this is an episode about what does it take to be an Orange Theory coach, because uh, I think it's fun to talk about, because not a lot of people know what everyone goes through in that process. So before we get started, let's talk about the most stressful thing that you went through during your OT. We used to call them OT fit camps. That yep. sounds super official. <laughs> yes, OT yeah. fit camp. And and, and like, like you're going to come get a lashing. Yeah, and you would it, the studio wasn't even open yet. Yeah. You were just you had you had four and a half days before friends and family showed up. <laughs> yep. And you had a coach in front of your friends and family. Yes. Hmm. So, so what was the most stressful part? I always start with the, I always start with Ali and Sam. Let me start with you this time. My most stressful part was I coached my very first class to full membership. Um, first time doing everything. What was stressful was kept coaching the second class after a member came up to me and told me, you remind me of a 1980s aerobics instructor reject who does not belong here. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I've, to this day, I know who she is. I will not shut your name out, but I know who she is. And it devastated me. And I had, because I was way over the top. I think I chugged two Red Bulls beforehand. But then I had to go and coach a second class. But it stuck with me. And it just made me want to be better and prove her wrong every single class. Almost 7,000 classes later, she's still wrong. I love, that's funny. That's Don't good. That's stressful. A, that's a good one. What about you, AP? Um, it's a mixture of two. My final mic was very stressful um, because it was a room of about, I mean, a studio of about six people who were already coaches, um, plus the one that put me through training. And I was sitting there with the stopwatch in my hand, and it's, like, shaking. And then in my head, it's like, I know I should put the stopwatch down. I know I need to go talk to people. And I can see it writing stuff down while I'm coaching. And I'm like, oh, God. So, and... I didn't know. So this was before I understood that I still had a job, even if I didn't pass my final mic right oh. at that moment. And so I thought that if I didn't pass my final mic, I was like, didn't have a job at Orange Theory. And I had already quit my previous job. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make this. I don't know if I have an income after this 60 minutes. And it was also one of those things where it's like, you're done when you're done. Like when I tell you to stop, you stop. And you didn't know if that was good or bad. Like, so if you stop five minutes in, you didn't know if that was like, you freaking killed it. We don't need to see anything else. Or like, that was so horrible. I'm going to rip the mic off your head. So that was stressful. But my very first class I coached by myself, um, absolutely nobody in the room with me. First time on the mic by myself. I was in a studio that wasn't my home studio. And it was one person. Oh. So it was really like full circle. I was like, okay, I'm back to one-on-one training. I can do this. <laughs> yeah, this is this is easy. Yeah, I was like, dang, I, I could do this. But it was really awkward. Because I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. You probably know more than I do. Like... Why am yeah. I on this microphone? You're right here. Yeah, I was like, you definitely have seen more one minute pushes than I have. I don't even remember the parameters right now. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> oh, you both just made my day on those. I don't know if I can top that. Um, mine was when, so we were pre-sales. We were a new studio open up during COVID. Um, I had to learn on the fly how to be a coach. So my OT fit training was minimal with right here, Heath. Um, by the way, you did great. But uh, <laughs> we had the day before we opened, we had 
had the friends and family day mm-hmm. and um, some of these were my good friends and then just some of our own staff members and I remember um, shout out coach Morgan she saved me I had tears welling in my eyes it was about 10 minutes before the class was supposed to start there were like 10 of us I think and I was like Morgan it was 3G style and I was like what sort of operations like the treads power on rowers go floor at what point do I get everybody to base pace and demo and she was like one two three four five six put everything in order for me I had a cheat sheet over there by my template and I will never forget that my actual first class when the studio was open I'm pretty sure I probably blacked out for it because like I don't remember at all because I was so terrified from the first round with friends and family but here we are we made it It, it, it's so funny how much it's evolved over the years so you know, when I went through, Justin Hoffman took me through it. So when when I was like an afternoon and I taught that evening and I had, I think I was at the studio for maybe a week and I took like maybe three classes and it was like, hey, here's the stuff. You're coaching at 4.30 tonight. And luckily I had been t- coaching group fitness for a while. So I knew how to control a room. But yeah, it was like, what's a push? We'll figure it out together. But it's it's evolved so much over the years. And then, so when Sam went through it, you went through it because we didn't have a lot of coach options up there. And was like, well, let's do it. And it was like down to the last minute. And then you went through a more of what I would consider normal OT fit camp where it was five days, eight hours a day, fire hydrant, working out for eight hours pretty much. And... Oh, it was a lot. It was a lot. I cried every night. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. And it's really not right. And you went through like OG training, which was American Idol meets OTF, (laughs) where legit you are you people go through in demo, and then like okay, we're gonna break for lunch. You two don't need to come back. Thank you. Have a nice day. Like cut mid while doing. You're like oh god, it is. But it's it. All three, it just makes, it's what makes us OTF. It's what makes us who we are and why we are and wh- why we are the best coaches in the world. Sorts out the strong ones. It, if you can get through coach training and that first class, there's a lot more other things that you can accomplish oh because gosh, it yeah. is a tornado. I don't even know if that's even the right, maybe a no, tsunami or hurricane. Yeah. I don't even know. Especially if you have All a power day, ones. goodbye. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. And so when you guys came online, you didn't even have launch templates. We didn't. You we, started right with oh, wow. regular templates. Regular templates. Luckily, thank you, Orange Theory. We did not have Hell Week templates. Yeah, you didn't do Hell Week. They yeah. wouldn't do that to a brand new studio. So thank you for showing us a little bit of mercy. But yep. we went into, yeah, a studio that had, I'd say probably about 90% of our membership were brand intros. Yeah. So those first few weeks, everyone was learning, which yeah. I think worked out to our advantage. Yep. You know, we're all like, no one knew what a one minute push was. Is it 5%, 6%? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's strip back. What are some of the qualifications to be an OTF coach? So we have, you know, there's different certifications out there that you can uh, acquire. There's five that we really accept. And those five are what I would consider top of the industry, kind of the the way makers for uh, the the personal training industry or the fitness industry in general. And so NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine, ACSM, NSCA, AFA, which is owned by NASM, and then also... um, Ace. Ace. Sorry, I forgot which one was. So yeah, so you that's the five we accept. So that is the first step in the door. The second step is going through OT Fit Camp, which is all of the, the horror stories 
um, that we that we're talking about. So OT Fit Camp is traditionally about five days, and usually in a brand new studio like Sam went through and Will's been through multiple times. Multiple. Uh, when I worked for corporate, I was launching new studios. So I was training coaches all the time for a brand new studio. It's Monday to Thursday, Thursday afternoon. Thursday night, friends and family. So you really have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, half day Thursday. So three and a half days to learn all that information and then coach a class. And guess what? Thursday, somebody's got to coach because we have members sign up for class. Yep. So that's... <laughs> to add to that, so shout out Jen Presbytero. Jen Presbytero was in charge of launch training on the operational side. So on that first friends and family... Jen would go out of her way to make things go wrong. <laughs> so if we remember uh, Coach Jim, if you ever go see him over at Nocatee, he did, went through uh, training to be at Logan Square, brand new studio. And I'm walking on the treadmill. He's doing his friends and family. Jen comes up to me. She goes, fall off the treadmill. <laughs> oh, no. We call that torpedoed. So I legit <laughs> turn off the treadmill, roll over and go, ow, I fell off the treadmill. <laughs> Ow! And Jim oh, was it just, dramatic? Oh, it was dramatic. And Jim just looks at me like, I hate you. But that's how we did it, because you just... And Jen's like, are you prepared? What do we do? You have a member on the floor. Honestly, I wish something like that happened to me in training, because the first time it did happen to me, I was like, in my brain, I know what to do, but I'm like, oh my God, like it's happening. Like, Yeah. For, I mean, that's just... Uh, sadly, one of the, th- yeah. I mean, I've seen yeah. people roll off the treadmill before too. And it's yep. like, okay, let's check on you. You're good. You sure? They don't want any attention drawn to it. Let's move on. We can talk about this after class, but you have to do that. You might be in the middle of demo and be like, all right, tread team. We're going into this push. Three, two, one. Susie's down. Let's push. And you're over there running the Susie. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it does. And so I think that's, so after you go through the, the training, which you know, Will, I love what Will says. He says, Orange Theory is the Olympics of coaching. 100%. It really is. I mean, we've taught a lot of, combined in this group, have taught a lot of different group stuff or just different modalities in the industry. And Orange Theory is one, if not the hardest product to coach. Number one, you're coaching two different workouts always at the same time, sometimes three different workouts at the same time. Yep. Timing is of the essence. It is so important. You have to cater to many different audiences. So you have to know how to give options, progress somebody, help somebody put their bench down because they can't get their bench down. You have to make sure that you're not missing treadmill intervals and somebody's on the bike because they just got the treadmill. There's a lot of stuff happening real time that are all variables that you can't control. It's going to happen like that. So when you start looking at just all the components that go into Orange Theory as a coach, so you have the coach training. After the coach training, we didn't do this with you guys because you had to open, but uh, we now kind of take a different approach with it where we give coaches about two and a half weeks, sometimes three weeks to shadow. So our coach mentors, these guys and, and, and others, that they take them through half classes and they coach alongside them and they're making sure that they they're dipping their feet in without jumping off the diving board or falling off the diving board. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, and then mostly, yeah. And not drowning. Yeah. Like yes. Two days. <laughs> I was like, go for it. Yeah. So it's evolved a lot over the years, but then obviously after COVID it's been more challenging to not just find coaches, but find qualified coaches yep. and then train them especially somebody who's brand new to the industry, doesn't have industry experience. So, you know, you get somebody like Sam, we could train her in a a day and a half because she had at least something to lean back on. 
where we get somebody who got their certification yesterday and they've never taken an orange theory class. They don't know the language because, oh yeah, by the way, we have our own dictionary. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, words that we would use in other settings, we don't use in orange theory. We have to learn those languages. Yeah, I think something also that a lot of people don't think about is you can have the experience, you can have the certification, but you have to genuinely like believe in the product. And that's one thing I can say about all of our coaches is we genuinely believe in the product that we're delivering to the members. And we all take class outside of our own time. And if you don't believe in that product, you cannot coach the product. Agreed. And it's cheesy as it sounds like you have to want it. You have to want to be an OTF coach. Yeah, It's not something you just like do part-time for fun because you don't have anything else going on. You have to want to be part of OTF. You have to be want, you have to be want to be part of the OTF legacy. You'll be part of its present and be part of its future. Yeah. Like it's, we ask so much of our coaches because they've got to be invested. I agree. And that's what makes them special. We we, ha- we have to be inve- invested. And members, if you see us tired, we are happily tired because we put so much of our energy into those classes versus just saying, we got a woman at push, woman at base, three, two, one, push. We're not just template readers and someone mm-hmm. with a stopwatch and a microphone. We are intentionally there for you. And if we weren't, and if you have coaches like that, then there's way too much competition for that to happen. And, and I think our region does a, a phenomenal job of having connections and believing in what OTF can do and how it can be implemented in your days and your progress. Yeah. But you have to think about this. It takes time to get good at anything. Mm-hmm. New coaches, it takes about 100 classes to be bad. Like, that's what I always tell people. I tell coaches all the time in training. We're, we're training coaches this week currently. We're in day three. It takes a hundred classes to be bad at coaching Orange Theory. Not be terrible, yeah. just be bad. You're terrible day one. Yes, <laughs> no exceptions. And then it takes about a hundred classes to get some feet under you. You're still not standing straight up. And then as you start to scale, 500 is kind of like our first tier marker that says like, you're kind of at that level where you've got enough reps, you've got the experience where you're starting to make member connections, you're starting to get outside of your bubble, your stopwatch isn't in your hand anymore. So there's so many different things that go into it. But I would say like the biggest thing I would, my ask always is for the coaches, be patient because no one walks into a job day one and is immediately good at it. It takes time with whatever job you are. I don't care what your experience is. It takes time to be even on the job learning because uh, there's things that happen in class that we don't do in training because we don't know how to train on it. Things happen all the time. Very true. So uh, I think the biggest thing for coaches is we talk, be patient, have fun is the one thing I tell them all the time. If you mess up, it's okay. Roll through it. Uh, but I will also say on the member side, there's a lot going on that is you guys don't even get a chance to see, which is why we wanted to kind of bring this episode and just talk about what does it take to be an Orange Theory coach? Because we've, we have had so many new coaches just because of the, the times and the environment we're in, but it takes time for those guys to really get comfortable. I mean, how long did it take to you really felt like you were delivering a quality class? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the template. Get ready. Tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow yeah, prime time. You better <laughs> show up. Those classes. <laughs> um, oh, that's what she was doing. Yeah. She was yeah. trying to build her numbers up. <laughs> um, in reality, I... Oh, man, it's so hard to say because I coached so many classes in the first, like, three months that I coached. Um, probably after that first month, but disclaimer, I coached 100 classes in my first month. So, yeah. Um, time frame and just COVID. getting those reps in 
Oh yeah, I was coaching like 27 <laughs> classes a week. <laughs> Members, that's not the norm here. That's we not, are, no. we no. are dead after 18 to 20. Okay? Yeah, yes. we try to cap it there. Um, My age did it for 12. Yeah, I think just also for like any new coaches, like getting those reps in consistently is very helpful. You don't want to be coaching like three classes over here one day and then all of a sudden I haven't been in the studio, even just taking class and then come back two weeks later. And it's like, oh, hey, I'm back. Uh, so even just taking class. Yeah. How about you? Uh, after that first review, that's great. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I really, honestly, I don't remember because I've gone through so many different evolving, like final form uh, changes with my coaching style. Because 2014 was a very different orange shear than it is now. It's, we are just a very different world. So I I can't tell you when I got good because I just at, always kept trying to get better. Yeah. Like there's members already for this. During my first hoe week, back in the day, it was okay because uh, we, we could do this sort of thing. I would have Skittles at, or Halloween candy. And I would say, you want it, you know, you want this? Do an extra row. I like we don't it. do that anymore. <laughs> that was horrible. I re, it's, but that was the time. But you can't, with getting, with, OTF, you don't get good. You get better each class because each class you have a different member in there who needs you to be something different and you have to adapt to it instantly. So don't get, don't get like good, get better every time. Yeah. I can't even, I can't top that, Will. Yeah, (laughs) that was good. I mean, yeah, you you never stop developing and evolving as a coach. Um, I think I had a little bit of a turning point probably about four or five months in where I was no longer in manager slash coach survivor mode where I was just like, okay, I know I have this endurance day. I kind of understand, have a grasp, what I have to coach. I have my notes to being intentional and giving people more information um, about how to set them up successfully. But that, that took, I don't even know how many classes that was. I mean, a few months and just... Even they, rack up. Today. They, yeah. they rack up, but like even the other day I had a member talk to me and you know, they were like, we just have to figure out how to communicate. And I'm like, you're so right. I've never felt like I had that much of a barrier with some people. And then there's someone who may just come and talk to you or speak to you differently and your communication styles on the way that we can get our brains to work together. And it, it doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. doesn't stop. It's a good thing. It's, it keeps, it keeps work interesting in a good way. Yes. Yep. You keep evolving and you keep getting better. Yep. So that's it. Minnesota. I want to keep it under 20 minutes. And I, I, I hope this gave a little bit of a peek behind of a curtain and uh, you got to do it with these guys. Maybe we'll bring some other one on in the future and let them talk about their OT fit training. But uh, that's it for now. We'll be back with another episode. Guys. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for listening. Yep. See you guys later. Bye y'all.